Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, it wasn't pretty, but the Bears beat the Texans. We're 2-1 now. Tony Kornheiser, that's great. Uh, how'd Northwestern do? Well, um, let's see. We beat Nebraska in Ireland. How'd you do this past weekend? How'd you do on Saturday? Did you win or lose? Oh, Saturday. I, yeah, this I, past Saturday. You know, I was Miami, on the lake. Ohio. I was hanging out on the lake. It was yeah. a beautiful day in Evanston. You know, I, yeah. It wasn't great. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Colts beat the Chiefs, the Jaguars crush the Chargers, and Aaron Rodgers tops Tom Brady. But we begin today with the only two 3-0 teams, Miami and Philadelphia. Miami knocked off Buffalo yesterday. That's a headline win. Philadelphia drilled Washington in Washington. Wilbon, which team looks more impressive to you? Uh, Miami. But let me first say, Tony, that these two teams have a lot in common in that, while in different conferences and, you know, at least a thousand miles away from one another in terms of the cities they represent, the quarterbacks were seen as potentially weak links on teams that people thought might have everything else. hundred percent. Tua and Hurts. hundred percent. You know, the Alabama boys with a little asterisk for Oklahoma, are are they going to be big time quarterbacks? Are they going to emerge? I know three weeks is a small sample size, three games, small sample size, but Tony, they look good. They look good. They look good in the first two games each. And they look good, even though Tua, we thought, might be, you know, knocked out there for a second because he had this, what people thought was a potential concussion, and now is seen more as a back and ankle thing. Whatever it was, they both played well, Tony. But Miami's victories, and you know I told you this morning on your podcast, I picked Miami to beat Buffalo yesterday. That's right. And so that That's wasn't right. – I didn't think that was any big upset. for Tony, from what I saw the first two weeks – Miami looks as good as Buffalo. Miami looks as good as anybody if two is healthy and is out there. And he was able to get back out there. So the victories that Miami has puts them above Philly. I'm not throwing any shade at the Eagles, but beating the Washington football team by whatever name and Carson Wentz, your boy, and I'm, you know I'm being facetious no, about that. I'm I, being no, facetious. Right. So what? They beat Buffalo. Beating okay. Buffalo's better than beating the Washington football team. That's 100% true. And, and I'm going to essentially agree with you down the line with one small caveat okay. towards the end of what I have to say. If you compare the records of these teams and who they played against, I also would lean to Miami, right? And let me make sure that I have this right. Baltimore. The New England win, the, yeah, the New England win in hindsight is not that great. But to go into Baltimore to score four touchdowns in the fourth quarter is really a big deal. And to beat Buffalo, which we all thought and may still think is the number one team in the NFL up to this point, this is a real big deal. Philadelphia doesn't have that. Philadelphia has Washington, which is a bad team. Philadelphia went into Washington and brought more fans with them than Washington provided. They had 70% of the people there. And they, have, and they have beaten Detroit and Minnesota. Detroit and Minnesota are Minnesota's okay. Minnesota's pretty good, Tom. But let, here's, good. 
But here's my caveat. What's that? Here's my caveat on this. Miami, that win over Baltimore is a fluke win in this regard. It had been something like 11 years since a team made up 21 points in the fourth quarter. Well, they did it. So that's, I understand, but that's not going to happen again. And by the way, and you know this to be true, deep in the game yesterday, in the right-hand near part of the end zone, Josh Allen had somebody open, and he short-armed he the did. pass. He did. He short-armed that, or else they're going to win that game. So what I'm suggesting to you is while I would, as you did, give the edge to Miami. Yeah. I like Philadelphia. Yeah. I think they're pretty good. Tom, I think they're pretty good. I'm going to go a little further. Right now, if I'm doing a, a ranking, well, you got to put the only 3-0 team up there, so I guess I'm not wandering out on a limb. But, Tone, if I do power ratings, I mean, Miami's going to be one in the AFC. And I know they're the only 3-0 okay. team, but not just by record. That's by the right. way they've played. I just I like the way they're playing. Okay. The Colts and Jaguars both pulled off big upsets. India looked terrible through two games, but edge the Chiefs. Dynasty of one. As Matt Ryan finally showed flashes of the quarterback being the quarterback the team expected him to be. Meanwhile, Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars looked like a legit power. A power! Rolling over the banged-up Chargers and snapping an 18-game road losing streak. Which of these upsets, Tony, is more surprising to you? I will say definitively more surprising to me is Indianapolis beating Kansas City. Um, because I thought to this point Indianapolis had been terrible and they had lost or tied terrible teams. I may be wrong on one of the teams because one of the teams is Jacksonville. But they tied Houston in Houston, and Houston is a bad team. And Jacksonville shut them out, I believe it was 24-0. They had no points in the entire game. And you and I sat in these seats the day after that, and here's what we said. We said the Colts are nothing. Okay, Matt Ryan is done, done, done. and Frank Reich may be done. No, I didn't believe that. That That was on you. I ain't going down that road on my man Frank Reich. I I got my we said we said they were a disaster. They were okay. Now, um, to be fair, on Jacksonville, I'm sort of amazed at this. I don't know that I'd call him a power, but I would say that overnight, literally overnight. Their new coach, Doug yeah. Peterson, yeah. has made them formidable. He's made them formidable. So the, the other one, what's the other one? The Jacksonville thing, I, you know, is it that surprising? I, I, I don't know. I'm in flux on Jacksonville. I don't know. Well, look, Jacksonville's got to earn the benefit out of the doubt over a longer period than three weeks. But, but their defense, by the way, has been good. And Trevor Lawrence who people thought, you know I thought that Trevor Lawrence's, was it his freshman or his sophomore year, is the greatest the year of a college quarterback seen. I've ever seen. All right? So, That's right. So we, we knew there's, some, there's stuff in him, and a coach could get it out. And that Urban Meyer wasn't that coach, and that was probably a bad plan from week one, from moment one, from the idea. So, Tony, I, 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 the Jacksonville thing, by the way, by the way, the, the San Diego Chargers coach, I mean, he, he, he's a, a talented guy, probably a really bright guy, and seemingly a rampant egomaniac. Just a guy who's going to let his ego get him into trouble and at some point be fired for having a quarterback on the field who's already hurt, down 38, whatever it is. That's just dumb. And he can, he can, he Mike, can characterize it whatever way he wants. Mike, I didn't understand really why Justin Herbert took that pain-killing shot. I wasn't sure about that. But let me go to Doug Peterson for a second. Yeah. 
because Urban Meyer was an incredible disaster at Jacksonville. Doug Peterson was available because he didn't get along with the owner, which sometimes happens in Philadelphia. He won a Super Bowl in Philadelphia with your boy, Carson Wentz, and Nick Foles. Nobody's ever doing that again. (laughs) This guy knows offense. He knows offense. And next week, Jacksonville, I believe, is at Philadelphia. And by the way, you know, can you spell motivation? For San Diego, Slater, the starting left tackle, Wildcat, out out for the season. That's a big loss for them, Tony. Big loss. Yes. Yes. The featured game yesterday was Green Bay at Tampa Bay. Aaron Rodgers at Tom Brady. Green Bay was ahead most of the game, but Brady led the Bucs down the field in the last three minutes, throwing a touchdown pass with just 14 seconds left. And Tampa Bay lined up for a two-point conversion to tie the game, but a delay of game penalty sent them back to the seven-yard line they missed on a pass. Wilbon, did the Packers stop Brady or did the Bucs stop themselves? Well, they just they weren't quite good enough. I don't know that anybody stopped anybody when it comes down to one play for the greatest person to ever play the position. I, I'm not going to, you know, shower praise uh, on the Packer defense for that. They played well the whole game. But, Tony, and I think you and I talked about this yesterday on the phone watching this game, where is the Tampa offense? Where, now, when you're missing that many receivers, all right, you got an excuse built in. for That's Basically right. for two That's weeks, right. weeks two and three. At some point, they better find some guys off the street, although they did that as well, or you better get some people back and you better have an offense while Tom Brady's still there because I, I, it ain't a long-term plan at this point to even have the golden boy. So this is a result. I'm not going to draw anything more from it than that. It was a result. And the people who said, oh, these may be the two greatest quarterbacks of all time on the air, those people should have their microphones taken away and they should be put in jail. Um. Okay, because if you think that Aaron Rodgers with a dynasty of one, oh, one Super Bowl is better than, say, Joe Montana or John Elway, you're a fool. And you should be you should have your credentials stripped jail. from you and banned from a booth or studio if you're saying that. OK, so let me go to a couple of points to make here, because a lot of people do expect that Green Bay and Tampa Bay would meet in the NFC championship game this year. But they're not going to do it if this is their offense, Mike. Tampa Bay in three games, 19, 20, and 12. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Green Bay in three games, 7, 27, and 14. This is not enough offense to get to a championship game. The Bucs did this to themselves. They shot themselves in, in the feet collectively because you can't get a delay. Can't move it back to the seven. I know there's you some saw question it on, about on the Todd Bowles' face. You saw, I understand, but you saw it on his face. You did. Oh, my God, what are we doing yeah. here? You know, it's funny. During the game, I wrote, I texted my friend Jeff. Uh, there was scores 14-6, and I said, "Are we watching Brady get old before our very eyes?" And then when he looked he 25 went right field, instead of 45, he? going you down do the this field, like I three texted times back. A I said, year. "You doubt Brady, and he yeah. almost kills you." I might be a little premature <laughs> on that one. Yeah, the ending turned out to be great. It did. Let's take a break. But coming up, Lamar Jackson's bet on himself appears Ooh, to be paying off. My goodness. And did the more emotional moment on Friday night involve Albert Pujols or Roger Federer? If you've got Brady and Rogers, you got to score more than this. Tony, you're not going to get to a championship game. They can get game. to that. Their defenses are, they inspire a little more hope in me than they do in you. Offense can come whenever. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats Rewards. 
Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Trying to find out what's popping with the populace. Let me get the first Real one. Time. Pop it. have to turn Aren't it over. Hit? How is Lamar Jackson's contract situation looking right now? (laughs) Advantage Lamar, okay? Because he's just, he's killing it. The game they lost, he was great. We talked about that earlier with Miami. He's been great, all right? He throws for 300, he runs for 100, he's, he's great. But Tony, how much better can his contract situation be? Like, I didn't understand this when all the pundits were saying, well, Lamar's betting on himself. Well, how much more can he bet? He's already got $200 million guaranteed on the table. What is Baltimore's ownership going to do? Make it $400 million? No, they're not. And so there's not that much to go. The advantage, whatever it is, belongs to him, and deservedly so, because he's, one more time, great. But it can't be that much more money left. Yeah, so let me go back to the question, what is Lamar Jackson's contract situation looking like? It's looking like Aaron Judge's contract situation. It's looking really good at the moment. It's already good. Here are the exact numbers. He is averaging 250 yards passing per game and 80 yards rushing per game. He has 10 touchdowns passing in three games and two rushing. The comparison then becomes Shohei Otani because he's doing something that other quarterbacks don't do. He is leading his team in both of these areas. So if you want to franchise him, you can franchise him. He's still going to make $40 million or more on the franchise tag. He is going to get what he... This is not going to be, will Jerry pay Dak? This guy is getting the money. Tony, okay? but He's if he gets franchised, he won't get nearly as much money. He won't. Franchise tag doesn't the carry as much money as he's already is- been offered. It's one year. He's going to be signed. Someone's going to want him. Here's the next one. Why are these upside down? More emotional moment from Friday night. Pujol sitting 700 or Roger Federer's last match? You're going to be angry with me because I'm going to push. I can't can't pick one of these over the other. You're going to push? Yeah, Tony, because Pujol's goals 699 and 700. Pujol's is in the most exclusive club you know, he's not in one of these phony baloney clubs. He's the first man to 300 home runs, 50 steals, 60 walks, 72 hit. Shut up. Yeah. 700. But, Tony, that Labor Cup, and I know he's your GOAT, 
When you see Federer, when you see Nadal reduced to a puddle, reduced to tears, paying yeah. homage to Federer, I'm not going to pick one of those yeah. dudes over another, and I don't believe you're going to do it either. Not for real. You may phony it up to I, answer the producer's email. No, no, no. Huh? No, I'm not going to do that. I, I, heaven forbid you put me in jail with the other people <laughs> who said that Aaron Rodgers was a good quarterback. Please. I don't have to no, get I JT. Not the um, GOAT. Here, here's the thing. I'm going to say it's Federer for this reason. We watched Federer sitting side by side with Rafael Nadal crying. They were crying. These are two of the greatest tennis players, if not the two greatest players of all time, and they were crying. But let me get to Pujols in this regard and ask these two questions. How is this real? How is this happening? Albert Pujols entered August with seven home runs this year. 686 total and seven this year, which meant by August he was on pace for 687 or 688 because he only had seven. So what's your he pick? He said 14, 14 in August and September. Who are you taking? In 100, hold on a second. In 126 at bats, 14 home runs, okay, Mike. This His OPS is over a thousand. Is not. How is this hat? Who? This is are unbelievable. You Make a pick. It's like I told up. you, I picked Federer. I told you I picked Federer, but I'm thinking people are going. Huh? People are going to say to Albert Pujols, "Stick around, go for seven fourteen." Come on, Ty Ruth and Aaron. Enough email. Huh? Are you kidding me? Let's take one last I break. I can't do that. Still to come, will Aaron Judge break out of his home run drought tonight? I sat and watched all his at bats last night. Then it rained. How should the Niners feel about Jimmy G's starting performance last night? He's not very good. You can't. You Can can't I ask pick a question? Somebody over seven hundred. Is Trey Lance is Trey Lance worse than that? Trey that Lance wasn't a lot. much yesterday, be, that's wasn't why it? they drafted Trey Lance. Because even they what? look at Jimmy G and think he stinks. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained. Poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Happy time, people. Happy 97th birthday, Bobby Shantz. History lesson, kids. Shantz was a left-handed pitcher, spent 16 years in the majors having his greatest successes with the old Philadelphia Athletics and the New York Yankees. Chance was the American League MVP with the A's in 1952 when he won 24 games. He led the league in ERA with the Yankees in 1957, and then he moved to the bullpen. Chance is distinguished by two things. One, he was a great fielder. He won eight consecutive gold gloves from 1957 
1964. And two, Chance is only five foot six. He weighed only 138 pounds Man. in the league. He's tied with Phil Rizzuto and Jose Altuve as the shortest players to ever win the MVP. And Chance is the oldest living MVP winner. Wow, Tony, by the way, if you're wondering, well, is he the oldest major leaguer? Uh, you know, is he, is he the oldest living major leaguer? No, Art Shalik has that distinction, Tony. But at that size, I mean, that's not, that's not even welterweight. It's like Sugar Shane Mosley or something, and this guy was out there dealing, huh? Seriously. Yeah, amazing. It is. Happy anniversary, Dwight Gooden. Around this day, 37 years ago, the Mets defeated the Padres 9-3, making Gooden the youngest pitcher to ever win 20 games in a season. Gooden was 20 years, 9 months, a full month younger than Bob Feller when Feller won 24 games for Cleveland in 1939. This was Gooden's second season, his only Cy Young season. He went 24-4 with a 1-5-3 ERA in 16 complete games. Year before as a rookie, Gooden was 17-9 with a 2-6-0 ERA, and he was the National League Rookie of the Year. Gooden was a phenom. In his first two seasons, Gooden had 544 strikeouts in 496 innings. And as we later learned, Gooden suffered from substance abuse issues. He never again won 20. He finished his career 194 and 112. Tony, I know there was a time there where I thought that Dwight Gooden was and was going to be the greatest pitcher of my full lifetime. Yep. The greatest, the greatest. And I know, you know, there was a other the, the group of other people. I mean, Pedro Martinez is a contemporary and it's great pitchers. But Tony, nobody had the talent or more talent than Dwight Gooden. And the, 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 the substance abuse you mentioned is just too bad because it See, derailed what could have been the greatest pitching career yes. of modern times. It really did. One of, for it sure. Was. Happy trails, Jeff Collins and Todd Stansberry. Following the lead of Nebraska and Arizona State, Georgia Tech has fired its football coach, Jeff Collins, who is 10 and 28 at Tech and has lost nine straight D1 games, including his most recent one, 27-10 to Central Florida. Georgia Tech then went one step further fired the athletic director, Todd Stansberry, who had served in that capacity since 2006. In other college football news, Kansas, somehow 4-0 after beating Duke. USC survived a real scare at Oregon State. Tennessee held on to beat Florida. Miami lost to Middle Tennessee State, a 25-and-a-half-point underdog. And Oklahoma lost to Kansas State and former Nebraska quarterback Adrian Martinez. I dare not even mention Northwestern. That's two mentions already. Tony, let me go back to Georgia Tech. Did somebody wake up on 10th Street in Atlanta and think they were a few miles away, about 100 miles away in Athens? Because tech ain't UGA, okay? It isn't. And firing somebody in the middle of a season like that and dumping the AD, really? Georgia Tech? Ask Nebraska how that worked out when they thought it was their birthright to win 10. How's that been going the last 12 years or so? These schools are unbelievable. Transfer portal makes them think they're all going to have Heisman Trophy winners and national titles. Okay, yeah. Big finish. Let's Here we it. go. The Yankees swept the Red Sox. Aaron Judge did not homer. Are you convinced he'll get to 62? He's got 10 games to go, Tony, and he hasn't had real long droughts. I think so. Jimmy G had two turnovers, missed a bunch of receivers, and the Niners lost to the Broncos 11-10. Your thoughts? 11-10? That's a score in a football game? Yeah. Denver stinks, too. I mean, really, these Sunday night games, have, have they haven't been there. The Raiders are the only 0-3 team in the NFL. Are you surprised? They're all single-digit losses, and yesterday's was when a two-point conversion failed. They're not a bad team just because they're 0-3. 
U.S. beat the international team in the President's Cup. I did not watch, but I know you did. Break it down. I did watch. In the late window, I went off the red zone and I watched it. Um, we're better. You know, Jordan Spieth was 5-0. and Max Homer was 4-0. and It was fun to watch. Then I went back to football. Last one, Monday Night Football. Cowboys and Giants. Who you got? The Giants better not lose this game. The Cowboys don't have their quarterback, and they're on the road. The Giants look better. Giants win. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. Shout out to Mike Mitchell, Columbia Club champ. I'm sounding like Stephen A. hating on the Cowboys. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, knuckleheads. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.